Welcome to the Kelly and the Encouragers podcast with your host, Kelly Sisson, wife, mother, therapist, and hippie at heart who loves Earl Grey iced tea, deep conversations, and encouraging others. If you need a little encouragement today, you are in the right place. Thank you for joining us. So today's show, I have Annika Caldwell, who is sitting down with me just to really discuss her company, 23 and Debt Free. She talks us through her financial journey with her husband and updates us on some really exciting news. More so than that, she lets us know that what's most important when it comes to being financially debt-free is the freedom that it provides us for other parts of our lives. So I really hope you enjoy her story. And a side note, her book, 23 and Debt-Free, actually comes out today. So listen in for where you can find it. And if you have any questions, certainly visit her website. We talk about her contact at the end. Thanks. All right. Well, thank you, Annika, for being on the show today. Appreciate it. Not a problem. So can you introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Annika Caldwell. Um, I live in Grand Forks, North Dakota, which is actually a recent change for us. We had been in Grand, or we had been in Jamestown for a few years. So um, my husband and I uh, came up here to Grand Forks so that he could attend law school. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom. We have two little girls, so we have a three and a half year old and a two year old and another one on the way. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a little that's a little crazy. So I'm a stay-at-home mom, um, which lends itself perfectly, honestly, to uh, running my own business. So on top of being a stay-at-home mom, I get the privilege of being a financial coach and the owner and founder of the company 23 and Debt Free. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Could you tell us a little bit more about the story of your financial journey? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so... I'll take you back a few years. Okay. Uh, so my senior year of college, we were preparing to get married. We got married halfway through my senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was about to graduate from the years, University of Jamestown completely debt-free. Um, didn't have any student loans, didn't have any credit cards, nothing. So that mm-hmm. was awesome. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I knew I was marrying into debt, however. Uh-huh. So we got married, and we... We're a little bit scared by his student loans, um, which honestly, my husband's student loans, when you compare it to the national average, is pretty much right on par. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, but it, it was still scary. So, um, my husband had some student loans, some furniture notes, credit cards, and so I married into this debt. And so it was like, okay, I didn't have any debt, but this is our debt, and we need to tackle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we knew that that just wasn't the lifestyle that we wanted to live. And it took us a while to really get into a spot where we could not take on more debt when we started this process, I can't remember what our number was. I want to say he graduated undergraduate with about 40000 in student loans, but then we had other, he had other debt too. But along the way, we actually accumulated a little more debt. Like, you know, had a home renovation that we weren't prepared to pay for, had the first baby, wasn't prepared to pay for that. So um, we worked our tails off. Hard, hard budgeting, lots of cost cutting, really living on next, I mean, we were living on about 15% of our income. And so Wait, did we spent the, did you say 15? Yes. Yeah, 15% of our income oh my is goodness. what we were okay. living I just on. To clarify. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks. No, no, no. It was crazy. It was crazy tight. Um, and I mean, it wasn't like that at first because when we first got into budgeting, we weren't, you know, like I wasn't that on board. I wasn't that invested. Like it wasn't, it wasn't my debt, but it was, you know, like I married into it, right. but I just, I wasn't invested in the same way he was. So it took us a while to get to that point of really living on 15%, but because we were willing to cut and because we were willing to give up things, we were able to pay off almost $97,000 of debt wow. in 26 months. And so that was really, like, that's really where our story began. We got to the end. We thought we were done. We were like, wow, that was amazing. Like, we did it. We're never doing that again. We're never going to do that again. Um, and we really saw that as the conclusion of our journey. Um, but I, I believe that sometimes God just places um, experiences in your lives to give you a testimony. Um, and so we were starting to feel that we were supposed to share our story. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's kind of where 23 and Debt Free came about. We began sharing our story. And now, fast forward, you know, um, we got married in 2014. So fast forward almost four years, 
we're now cash flowing a lot of great for my husband and keeping me at home. Um, so it kind of it kind of shows you like the transformation that has happened, and that's just a little bit of our like the surface level of our debt free journey. Absolutely. Um, can we just take a moment to appreciate like what you guys were able to do though? Fifteen percent. Sorry that I interrupted you, but fifteen percent. That's like mind blowing. It it was crazy, and like I said, it didn't start off that way, yeah. you know, because we just we weren't ready to give that up right away. But sure. we got to the point that we got we just got mad at our debt, like we just wanted it gone. It's like, why do we have this? We don't want to, we don't want to owe people money. That's not the lifestyle that we wanted to live. And so, yeah, by the time we were said and done, it was fifteen percent. You know, when I'm speaking and I'm telling our story, a lot of times I say, you know, we, we paid off almost ninety seven thousand dollars of debt. And I always follow that up with, guys, we weren't making a six-figure income. Yeah. Like, when that started, my husband, like, our our household, annual household income was about 40000 when we started the journey. We had raised it to about 60000 by the end. Oh. But, like, we weren't working with big numbers, you know? Like, right. we really had, like, you know, so I'm like, I get it. Like, you guys can do it, too. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that is so remarkable and just really speaks to your dedication for wanting a different life for yourself, you know? Um, that's that's really awesome. Can you talk us through, like, some of the tangible steps that you took throughout, it, you know, throughout this process? Absolutely. So the very, very most important thing you can say is we budgeted. Yep. And we continue to budget. So budgeting by far is the number the number one thing that you need to do to really like take control of your finances. And it really doesn't matter your income status. Like it doesn't matter if you're, you know, like we are and you're staring down a barrel at a hundred thousand dollars of debt, you know, maybe it's two hundred thousand dollars of debt. Or if you are a millionaire. Like it does not matter. You need a budget wherever you're at. Yep. And so getting that budget in place um was key. Uh, for a few reasons. One, it allowed us to step back and look at where we were spending. Like when we first started budgeting, we didn't really, I mean, we were freshly married too. So sure. we didn't really have an idea of like, what are we going to spend on groceries? Like, what does a grocery budget look like? Um, and when you, when you're just, you know, swiping your card or whatever, you're not feeling that you're not, you're not taking that in the same way. And so you're not always aware of how much you really are spending. Right. Um, so it made us more aware of those numbers. It also forced us to communicate. Um, which I'd like to think, you know, that we're pretty good communicators in our relationship, but it, it really did. It was that, it was that bit of motivation on a regular basis to get together and communicate together. Cause when you're talking, you know, when you're talking about a couple, maybe a little bit different if you're single, but when you're talking to a couple, this is a process that has to happen together. Sure. Yep. And when we first started budgeting, we were actually doing biweekly budgets rather than monthly budgets. Uh-huh. Um, so it, it was, we, we were forced to check in with each other at least every other week on the topic of finances. So it was really good to open those lines of communication. Um, yeah, other things we did, oh my word, we did so many things. Um, <laughs> like I can't even name them all. Um, and I've been writing about them for, yeah, you know, yeah. however many years. So um, lots of little things. I mean, things, little things we think of, like the paper coupons that I take to the store. You know, those are pennies saved here and there that really do um, and switch those things around. So really, I would say, like, we looked into almost every insurance we had. You know, like, is our home insurance policy the best policy we can have? Is our medical insurance policy? And we were looking at all those and shopping around trying to, I mean, because if you think about the different types of insurances you have, you, you probably have like at least five different types of insurance. And if you're overpaying on those, that can, that can be the difference of, you know, hundreds or thousands of dollars a year. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, medical insurance for sure. That was a really big one when we, decided to go to more of a high deductible plan mm -hmm. um, and switch those things around. So really, I would say analyzing a lot of costs in different areas of life. Um, also, just being willing to make sacrifices. Yep. Um, by the end of our journey, our two-year journey, we were honestly kind of lonely uh -huh. um, because it, it, the choices we were making were weird, right? We live in a society where it's totally okay it's totally normal to have debt mm -hmm. um to use debt to live on right we right. can swipe credit cards um and those weren't the choices we were making and because we weren't making those choices because we were living on 15 percent of our income 
there was a lot we weren't doing. Yep. Like we weren't doing a lot of social things because they cost money. And so, um, you know, it was one of the big things was just being willing to make that sacrifice. Right. And looking back now, I'm like, oh, my word, we had to make that sacrifice for what, two years? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and now now we get to raise our children in a home that's completely debt free and we get to have little splurges now and then because that works in our budget. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it, I mean, it, it did. It seemed really lonely and really exhausting at the time, but I'm so thankful we made those choices. Yeah, no, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. You know, um, can I ask, did you guys do the financial peace program? I think I remember reading something about that with Dave Ramsey's yes. plan. Okay. Can you tell everyone a little bit about that? I love um, Dave Ramsey's plan. I'm pretty familiar with it, but um, there may be people listening that aren't. So can you talk them through that process? Absolutely. So my husband graduated the year before me, was not aware when he started school, all of the papers he was signing. So he thought that he had quite a few less loans than he did. Graduated, got a little scared by his number. And he was like, okay, I need to fix this. Like, I have a woman I want to marry. You know, I know I want to have a family someday. And so he started researching. He delved into a bunch of people. And like you said, it was Dave Ramsey that really caught him. Because um, he read some stuff by Larry Wingett, some stuff by David Bach. But Dave Ramsey drew us in. So when we started our process of trying to figure out, like, how do we do married life? How do we budget? How do we do all this? We were very much, um, he was listening to Dave Ramsey's podcast. Yeah. Um, he had we had read some of the books. We were following that plan, and we didn't actually take we didn't get a chance to take Financial Peace University right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started. We got married in December. So kind of started this process right away. It was that next fall that we took it. Um, and by that point, we we joke. You know, we had we had drank the Kool Aid, right? We drank yeah. the Kool Aid, <laughs> and so we were hooked at that point. And it was no brainer. Like sometimes people are like, "Oh, I just I can't spend that." you know, 125 or whatever it is. And for us, it was a no brainer at that point. We were like, Dave Ramsey knows how to do this. Like we want the education that he's going to provide. And so we did, we um, hopped on board financial peace university. They've redone it a few times is a nine week course. Mm -hmm. Um, And every week kind of delves into a different subject. So you're not spending nine weeks on budgeting. Um, but you're spending time on budgeting, you're spending time on insurance, you're spending time on buying and selling a home, negotiating. So you're covering all these different topics that are going to make you a more successful um, person, a more successful consumer. Um, but he, he's addressing all of these different topics. Um, so what we love, love, love about Financial Peace University, and we actually had the opportunity we took it and we um, helped lead a small group and then we were able to lead it one more time at our church. But what we love the most, because you can take Financial Peace University online, they have that offer now. I always try to encourage people to take it in person if they can, because when you show up for a week of Financial Peace University, you show up, the first thing you do is you watch a video. And it's usually Dave doing the majority of the teaching, uh-huh. about a 45-minute, 50-minute video. Then you break into small groups. And yeah, like there are discussion questions and that's where it really happens. And that's why I always encourage people to take it in person if they can, because that small group, you're surrounded by people that are in similar situations to you. Um, And there are people that want to be serious about this too. And there are people that are scared, you know, and they're just real and they'll hold you accountable and they'll encourage you. And those groups were so key for us. Like, we already knew that was a lifestyle that we wanted to lead, but when we were getting defeated and we were unsure about things, those are the groups that scooped us up and just, like, just encouraged us and kept us going. Um, So Financial Peace University is a really awesome class. Um, Just a side note for your listeners in the Jamestown area, I was kind of bummed because I had gotten in contact with the couple who has hosted at our church before, and they're not hosting this fall, but I was on Dave Ramsey's website just the other day and noticed there's an individual in Jamestown that is going to be hosting a class starting October 25th. Oh, okay. So if you have listeners that are interested in taking Financial Peace University, I know there is one class coming to Jamestown soon. Okay, awesome. That's really exciting. Yeah. So thank you for sharing yeah. that. That's great. So would you say that one of you was more insistent about financial freedom for your family or were you both kind of on the same page? Um, I would say it flipped a little bit. Okay. So 
at first, like I said, I just wasn't super on board. Uh-huh. Um, didn't feel committed to sandwich. I think Logan felt pretty convicted by his debt. Okay. Yeah. Um, felt badly that he was starting a family and hadn't been able to take care of it first. You know, I think if 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 wishes were fishes, he would have liked to have all his debt paid off before we were married and having kids. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, so I think he felt convicted by that. You know, I'm the man of the house. I'm supposed to provide for my family, and instead, I've provided all of this. Day. Sure. And so sure. he was so. Like, he was so on top of it right away. And he was like, we have to do this. We have to be intense. Like, this is what we're going to do. And slowly, I got more on board. Like, Uh I was like, okay, he's right. We got to do this. And I started seeing the progress. We made, you know, um, these debt thermometers that were on our fridge. And, like, every time we paid off some debt, we colored it in. You know, so I could see see the debt being paid off and very visual. (laughs) When we got towards the end, so we paid, we made our last debt payment in March, which is both of our birthdays are in March. Um, So it was like the the beginning of March, we made our last debt payment. We were like, this is like way to celebrate birthday month. We're debt free, you know? Um, And, but it was, it was shortly before that time, you know, like that fall before that I I started to sense Logan losing that enthusiasm that he had had that drive. Uh Uh-huh. And quite frankly, I think he was just exhausted. Yeah. You know, he was, I, I was, I was working some from home, um, but he was working the long hours away from, away from his family. Um, and he just wanted to be done. And I, I started to see him lose that enthusiasm. And I remember just thinking, like, we have to do this. We have to do this. And I was selling stuff on Facebook. Uh-huh. Right. Yep. And there was one time, so we were budgeted in two week periods. There was one time that in two weeks I sold a thousand dollars worth of stuff. Oh my goodness. And I, you know, I I kept, we kept all this cash that we took in this pin. And at the end of the two weeks, like I, you know, I I showed it to him and he was like, oh my word. (laughs) I think you, I think you might have outdone me this week. You know, and so that was just, that was reassuring for him when he was losing that motivation that like his wife wasn't going to allow us, you know, to like let it slip. So I think we, we took turns like being the, the super, the super on top of it one, you know, like when one of us was fading, the other one was able to kind of push through, which I think is the beauty of a marriage. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's awesome. And that was, you know, one of my questions I was going to ask you, like, how do you keep pushing through? But it sounds to me like, you know, really when one person started to waver a little bit, the other person just like came alongside and was like, we're going to do this, you know? Right. So, yeah. That spouse is like your built-in accountability partner, you know? So, like, if you're single, I think it's really important to find that accountability partner that's not just, like, any friend, but it's that person that understands your conviction, you know, because I understood his conviction. I I knew his dreams. Like, I know where we want to go as a couple. I know the things we want to do. And so that made it easier for me to just push and say, no, we're going to do this. Because, you know, you're single and you have that accountability partner that really that really understands your convictions and knows your, your hopes and your dreams to the future, that's their moment where they have to then push you and say, no, 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 keep going. Don't lose it now. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that you brought up, you know, for somebody who is single, because I think a lot of times we forget that not everybody, you know, necessarily has a spouse or or is even interested in a significant other. And so I think it's great to be able to talk through that process that, you know, you don't have to have a spouse to do this, but if you need somebody to support you, it it sounds like it would be a really fantastic idea. I'm super (laughs) supportive of really surrounding yourself with people who are really authentic to you and can really be there for you in those moments and so I think you know for the people who don't necessarily feel like they have that immediate um, person who they can rely on to be able to look around like to even your friends group your family group who's going to be able to like withstand it for the long haul you know depending on how much debt you have of course right absolutely and who's gonna yeah I love how you said that like understand where your heart is and really be able to like speak into you and support you yep Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so I'm really curious because you said that you came into the relationship debt-free already. So were you taught like financial freedom as a child? And like, did did you have a good concept of money at that point? Or did it just kind of, I can't imagine it just happened, you know? So can you talk (laughs) us through that? Yeah, it's it's funny that you actually asked that because I was just having a conversation with my husband about this. Uh, the other day. So I was raised in a single parent home. My mom um, raised us and she was a teacher. Uh 
I'm a teacher in rural North Dakota, so um, not making a lot. Um, in fact, our family was considered low income. Um, I didn't actually know that until my senior year of high school when I was applying for scholarships. And the high school counselor went in to talk to her and just ask her what scholarships she had. And she put one down in front of me. And I said, no, 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 you don't understand. This is low income. I'm not low income. Uh-huh. And she stopped and she looked at me. She goes, yes, you are. So that gives you an idea of the home I was raised in. Like I never, I never had a concept that we were low income. Now, my mom really did a great job of teaching us about finances and being open about it from the perspective that like I knew she didn't make a lot Mm -hmm. but I also knew like I kind of I mean she talked me through her budget I knew once I got older you know I knew kind of what her budget looked like I knew the ways that she was saving um she was honest about the ways that she was frugal she was honest about her spending so I grew up in in a rural town um so we drove to Bismarck you know once every few months to do our shopping and doctor's appointments. And I remember, you know, we did a lot of our, we got a lot of our clothes at thrift stores. Like we didn't buy clothes brand new, mm-hmm. which was fine with me. I loved, yeah. I loved the savings. Um, but I remember just her making me conscious of that. We would get down at a thrift store and she'd be like, wow, we spent, you know, $50, but how many things did we get? Yeah. You know, how many things do we cross off our list? You know, we would go to Walmart and we'd have this big cart full of stuff that we had to stock up on because we were, you know, in the big city of Bismarck. Yep. And she would go, okay, how much do you think it's going to be, kids? You know, so she just, I think she made us really aware mm-hmm. of, like, what those expenses looked like um, and aware of how to live frugally, yep. really, because we, we lived well. We had splurges. We had opportunities. And we were living on a teacher's income. Um, Now, I will say, when I got ready to go to college, um, I applied for 40 scholarships my senior year of high school. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, a little insane. Um, My mom, bless her heart, was like next to me through the whole thing. Otherwise, I don't think I would have made it. Um, But 40 scholarships. And I remember looking at my mom. I have no idea. I have no idea, Kelly, where I got this idea. But I remember looking at my mom and being like, Mom, I'm going to do school debt-free. No idea where I heard that. Like, I I knew nothing about Dave Ramsey. I had had, I mean, our personal finance class in high school was like, how do you write a check and balance your ledger? You know, like, I don't know where that idea came from. But my mom, you know, knowing the cost of college, knowing that I was working my tail end off, but it didn't guarantee scholarships, and also knowing that she didn't have a ton saved for me, sat me down and got real with me one night and she was, and I remember this and she said, you know, Monica, I'm really glad that you have this goal, but I want you to know that you're probably going to have to take out a student loan or two. And that's okay. Like that's okay. And she like talked me through that process. So I don't know. I would say that like, I had a lot of financial education as a child, not because she went out of her way to provide it like I didn't I mean she didn't sit down and give me classes but from the perspective that we were aware of it um but when it came down to doing college debt free I think that you know came down to a, a crazy goal on my part um that was able to actually be fulfilled um almost almost completely on scholarships um oh my goodness. I I did over 90 percent of my I I think it was closer to 95% of my schooling was scholarships. And then there was a little bit my junior and senior year that was, you know, paid that I, you know, cash flowed out of some, some, like a summer job that I had had or dug in a little bit to the savings that my mom had had for me for college. Yep. yep. No, absolutely. But that is so impressive. <laughs> if I could just really give you props for that, for you and for your mom to throughout your whole childhood without making it a big formal, you know, just right. kind of yucky, <laughs> heavy. Subject. No, it wasn't. You know, it's just like incorporated throughout your life. Yeah, I know. And looking back at that, I'm like, that is that's beautiful how she did that because she was teaching us and making us so aware of it. And it was, yeah, it was so, like you said, like informal. It was just a part of daily life. Right. Um, and it had like, the beauty of experiencing that with my own daughter. Um, so we, we do a lot of our spending with cash. Uh-huh. Uh, we use the cash system for a lot of things and they use coupons. And when we go to, you know, Walmart, um, we have to use self checkout, which people are, you know, I don't know, 
you can go either way about self-checkout because some people are like, well, you're taking jobs. Okay, I do self-checkout because my three-and-a-half-year-old loves to scan items. So we do self-checkout. <laughs> and, you know, one night I was uh, I was doing something, and she came bounding out of our room and up to me, and she had this handful of coupons and a couple $10 bills. And she said, Mommy, we have to take these to Walmart, or we have to go buy groceries or something like that. And I just stopped, and I was like, because I had not, I had not gone out of my way to teach her anything. Right, right. But because she was scanning, because she was putting the coupons in, she was putting the cash in and getting cash out, like she was a part of that process. Absolutely. And so she doesn't really, I mean, she's three and a half, she doesn't really understand it, but it made me stop. And I was like, oh, this is what my mom did. Like, this nice. is how she did it. Like, she just made us a part of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I love that so much. And I think a lot of times kids are watching when we don't really realize and they pick up a lot more than us. And so to be able to just have her witness your dedication to that and take that over herself is just really, that's, that's awesome. And I'm really glad that you touched on like things that you do for your own kids and that this conversation came up with your mom, because that's one of the things I think people struggle with is, so now if they do have that financial knowledge, how do they then incorporate with that with their own children? So I feel like this conversation is going to give people a lot of ideas of really tangible ways mm-hmm. just to make it a part of daily life. So yeah, it be really helpful. Absolutely. Can I ask you a little bit about, you know, um, for, as of course I'm a therapist and so I always, I'm thinking mental health wise. So what yes. how do you feel that like financial strain affects mental health? Okay. So I feel like I had a little personal insight into this this last summer. So we moved to Grand Forks in July. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, backtrack, little timeline. So we got married, have all this debt. We have one kid, um, have another kid. We cash flowed that kid, but we weren't still quite out of debt. Um, and then paid off all of our debt. Okay. And then at that point, we were going, okay, we know we're going to be moving. We need to finish the renovations on our house and safe. Okay. So at this point we're debt free. We've been, we have this savings and we're also putting money into the house, which I guess you could, you know, consider another kind of savings in a way you're just not in your bank account. It's in your house instead. Um, and so we had, we had this nest egg, right? We had done, we had a fully funded emergency fund. We had three to six months of living expenses, meaning if something happened and my husband was out of work, we were okay for three to six months. We had that. Well, we, you know, things came down to it and we had, we had renovations that had to get finished, right? We were doing a lot ourselves, but we had to get it done so we could sell the house and we could move and we, you know, need the nest egg from the house to be part of our nest egg to live on for the next three years. So we had this pressure and by the time it was all said and done and we were moving, our savings had, I mean, they had been squandered. Because they they did, they had to be put into the house and our house hadn't quite sold. Like we were in negotiations, but it was unsure as to whether or not the buyer was really going to buy. And I, that was really hard. That was in, and so when I say, I feel like I had a little taste of it. Um, We, we hadn't, I mean, during our debt-free journey, it was tight. We lived on next to nothing. Mm But what's the worst that was going to happen? Like, you know, the worst that would happen was we couldn't make an extra debt payment, right? Yep. Like, we had the money for the basics, but we, you know, we it would just that we couldn't pay extra. And this summer, we were just going, oh, my word, are we going to make it? Like, are we going to make it to the next month? Like, that was the feeling. And that was a crazy spot to be after working so hard and getting to this point of security. And it it did. It actually got to the point that I actually waited and talked to someone. I was not okay. Um, Granted, I, you know, was like, Logan was already working in Grand Forks. So I was kind of doing the single mom gig. And I was pregnant on top. You know, so there was a lot of factors. But I was absolutely amazed, like, how much stress and tension that caused in my life caused our marriage. Like, I think that July was probably, like, one of the most tense months we ever had in our marriage. That we were just like, can we do this? Like, is this going to, you know, and we knew, we knew where to call us to do this. You know, so we just, like, I was like, we just have to trust him. Like, we just have to trust him and stay dedicated to what we're doing. But that was... You're right. Like it was, it was so 
part and it was amazing. Um, my emotional health was not good. You know, like my mental emotional health, I was not in a good place there. Um, I feel like it was, I was struggling with spiritual health too. I would say to some extent, like I was clinging to that. I had nothing else to hang on to. I felt like, you know, um, but yeah, the tension in our marriage, when you look at the statistics, um, money is like the number one or two reason for divorce. And after those couple months, I was like, I get it. (laughs) It does. It causes so much tension. Um, like almost an unspoken tension, but we were both aware of it. We both knew we were struggling. Um, so yeah, I would say, yeah, huge mental health things, huge relationship things as well. Yeah, no, for sure. I would agree with that. You know, I always think, you know, when people say, well, money doesn't buy everything. Well, that may be true until you're to the point where you can't even buy groceries or pay your rent. And then money is way more important than you ever have realized in your life. And so I think to like, to realistically say that money doesn't matter or that, you know, we don't need that or it doesn't affect us would really be minimizing of the effect that it can have. Now, certainly I don't mean to say that money should be the only focus, but I think that it can give you so much more freedom in life to even just pursue more, you know, more of your goals or, you know, be able to help other people more, whatever you may want to do with that. And so I think that um, it's important to note that it absolutely does affect mental health for sure. For sure. Yeah. I love a few of the things you said there, Kelly. Like I, we have, you know, tried to be careful not to get like too focused on money, right? You don't want that to like be you know be your existence by any means like that would be horrible um but you're right it touches every single area of our life like money is a part of how we function and how we live and so it it is it's amazing the stress that it can cause but I also love the part that you said too is it there's there is a more positive side to it right like we've talked a lot about like the sacrifices we made the cost you know, the cost cutting we did, the budgeting, people hate that word, budgeting. I love that word. But I mean, like, some of these things sound so negative, but when we have them in place, we're able to do fun things. Like, when you talk about those goals, you know, like vacations, oh, vacations are totally in our budget, you know? Like, we can do that because we're making the choices to allow us to do those fun things we want to do. You know, I think the one thing, too, is that a lot of times – people who are in debt who are using like maybe and I'm this is not a judgment towards anyone but anyone who's using like maybe a credit card when you go on vacation that adds a whole new level of stress and so when you're able to really cash flow that more like that freedom just really opens up for you and so you can really be present in the moment and enjoy it rather than worrying like I've added more debt I'm not sure how we're going to make this work I you know I don't know when we can ever do this again and so I think that just puts a different experience for everyone really Oh, I think so. I think you're like way more relaxed and stress-free when you're there and you know that you have financially prepared to be there. Yes. I like the way you yeah. said that. Absolutely. That is a great perspective for sure. For sure. So what would you say to like somebody who, you know, maybe like your mom is like a single parent or someone who is going through, now this one's kind of tough, but someone going through like really terrible health issue, like how mm-hmm. would they navigate this process? Yeah. Um, well, I would say a few things. Um, so, I mean, first of all, like for us in particular, um, our faith is really important. Mm -hmm. You know, we have made the choices in, um, our finances the way that we have because of our convictions through our faith. Um, so that's been really important. Um, one of the first things I, always check in with people when it does come to the financial aspect of it is do you have a budget in place Um, because it's amazing how much money just disappears when you don't have a budget and that budget being actually a zero-based budget Mm -hmm. Um, we don't ever want to have leftovers in our budget because those leftovers just disappear right Um, so that's that's always a big push Um, when you're looking at something like health issues uh, that is that's a different ball game, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and there there there's more concerns too, because now we're you know what is your physical well being? Are you out of work? Like how big are these health issues? You know, right. uh, what's your mental well being? I mean, there's so much to a person besides just their finances, which obviously you know well. <laughs> right, right. Um, 
you know, and so I think it's I think it's different based on every situation. Now, like if I were just to go surface level with you and not really know someone's personal situation, if they're, you know, trying to pay off all their debt, but they also have all these medical bills coming in because they're not doing well, I'm going to tell them to pause paying big amounts on their debt, to mm-hmm. only pay their minimums. Okay, this is what we did when we found out I was pregnant with our second, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so we paused. We were only paying minimums on our debt, and we were cash flowing. Like, we were able to then cash flow her birth. So in the case of a health issue, like, you're then cash flowing your medical bills, but you're not taking a more debt, right? Because sure. that's only going to further burden you. Um, and if it means that, you know, by cash flowing that, you back up your goal a little bit for your, your final payoff, that's okay because you haven't... You haven't taken on extra debt, extra, you know, interest rates in the meantime. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, That's really great advice. Yeah. That's really great advice. Yeah, it's it's so different to every situation and every person's needs. The budget absolutely is key. Um, But then how you handle it, it really does does change based on the situation and what the needs are. But I would say, like, one of your bigger goals is going to be to not take on more debt. So if that means you need to slow down debt payments in order to allow for that, then that's a good thing to do. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I I love that that's your perspective is that, you know, each person is so individualized because sometimes it feels like when you hear not just financial plan, but any, you know, plan in general, it feels like, well, that's just probably super generic. But the fact that you're (laughs) wanting to really fit that for the person, for their particular situation to make sure that it's what's best for them, I think is really valuable. Right. And everyone has different needs, different concerns, everyone's budget is going to look way different. Right. You know, like yep, the budget absolutely. categories that we have are not going to be the same as someone who's single with no kids. Yep. Yep. You know, um, and just different people's needs. We were sitting in with a couple once, um, and this was prior to the business. So we were we were helping them through things um, from an FPU standpoint. And I remember looking and seeing that um, they had cancer insurance. Mm-hmm. And cancer insurance is not usually a necessity because mm-hmm. most medical insurances actually cover you for cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this situation, it was a real concern yeah. for this woman because she had had enough cancer in her family that it was a fear for her. Yeah. And so although that wasn't, in my mind, a necessity, to her it was. Yeah. Yeah. And Absolutely. understanding that perspective and knowing where she was coming from, knowing that that was you know, a little fear-based for her, I knew that we couldn't touch that. And maybe there will be a day where she can, and she can say, you know what? No, I'm okay with just the medical. But that was not something we could touch at that point. Sure, sure. Yeah, no. And I think not pushing them, you know, not pushing someone either to have to have that same perspective as you do is really great to be able to honor their wishes and empower them and encourage them to make their own choices, you know? Right. Really great. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm going to provide, you know, I'm going to provide resources, I'm going to provide tools, but it's up to you how you utilize them. Right, right. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. I love that. So can we talk a little bit about your book? Yes. Okay, so can you tell us all about it, all the things? Okay, so um, my book, I actually just got a package in the mail today, so I got to hold it for the first time. I'm super excited. It looks great, so we're going to be releasing it um, for the public very, very soon, actually. Um, But my book is actually also titled 23 and Debt Free. Okay, yeah. And it is 50 Practical Tips to Help You um, Live Life Debt-Free. And so when we were walking through this whole debt-free process, um, we touched before on Dave Ramsey, Mm -hmm. we relied a lot on him and his plan. And we are still sticking to Dave Ramsey's plan to this day. Um, But one thing I felt is I felt he was really good at addressing, like, the bigger issues. You know? Okay, how do we go about finding insurance? How, you know, how do we budget? Like, he, he delved into a lot of those big topics. But I felt like what was missing was the nitty-gritty everyday stuff that you sure. can do. Yep. You know, Absolutely. how can you replace reusable items, you know, for disposable items and save? And what do those things look like? And what kind of items are out there to do that with? 
you know, it was all those everyday choices we were making. What are the choices we were making that were making our food budget smaller? What were the choices we were making that were helping us at holiday times? Holidays can be so expensive. Like, how do we make that doable? Um, and so this book is actually, it goes through 50 tips um, and tells our story the whole way through as well. So, I mean, there's kind of some fun stories in there of like, yeah. oh, this is, you know, this is funny what happened or this is really touching this moment that yeah. I had with my daughter or whatever. Um, but it is, it's the practical, put this into place cut costs in this area yeah. um, kind of information. And we're really excited for it to finally be out there. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's really exciting. And, you know, I would say, um, just from my knowledge of Dave Ramsey, you know, um, I've read his books, I've learned about his plan as well, and I would absolutely agree with your assessment of that, is he is thinking bigger picture, and yeah. then he is wanting you to figure out, like, the steps that you will take day to day and how you will determine it yourself. And so I don't absolutely. think he gives a lot of those tips that, like, your book would. And so I think that's a great, you know, really addition to this whole financial process. So I think that's great that yeah. you're doing that. So did I see that you're having a book signing? Is that right? Like, are you having a yeah. book Okay, so can you tell yes. us about those, where they are, and when? Yep. Okay. Absolutely. So we actually have only released a date on one of them so far. Okay. Um, so, and this is probably the one that's of most interest to um, Jamestown people for sure. So on, goodness, I have to do dates off the top of my head. On the morning of Wednesday, November 14th, okay. um, I will actually be at Plantation Coffee Bar doing a book signing that morning. And I'll have copies of the book with me. And so we are actually, I'm so grateful that Plantation has offered to host me, um, but we're actually running a little deal that the first 10 people who buy my book that morning will get a free coffee. So if you are an early bird, you get a coffee on me that morning. Yeah, Um, yeah, so that'll be really fun. I'm excited to kind of be back in our, you know, back where our journey began and uh, getting to see the people there. Um, We also have a book signing in Bismarck. So um, that week in November, I'm actually doing two days of speaking and different engagements in Jamestown, and then I'll do two days in Bismarck. Okay, awesome. So we will have a book signing in the Bismarck area. I haven't released that one yet. Okay. Um, that's going to be in coordination um, with Mighty Missouri Coffee Company um, okay. at the YMCA. But we haven't released um, that event on our page quite yet just because we don't have the exact time nailed down. Sure, sure. And well, then we kind of get a sneak peek on here then, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Sneak peek. You can always check the page for more details. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And then um, one in Grand Forks with Ferguson Books okay. awesome. that should be happening also like at the beginning of November as well. So I'm still trying to coordinate things with, you know, like Fargo or Minot, some of those other big cities. But sure. we've got Bismarck, Jamestown and Grand Forks all like on the schedule or very close to on the schedule yeah, per se. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, if I can, I will certainly stop by when you're here in Jamestown and say hello and get a book and everything. Yes. So that'd be really nice to be able to do that. So that's great. Yeah. So I just want to ask a couple questions as we, you know, close out here. Um, are you familiar with Brene Brown at all? Yes. Okay. Oh <laughs> I know every time I ask someone that, they're like, absolutely. Like, how can you not? Yes. I mean, she's so good. So listeners, if you're she's not awesome. familiar with Brene Brown, go check her out. Like, I'm going to say that every podcast episode, probably people are going like, to yes. be like, I get it. Brene's awesome. But she is so awesome. <laughs> and so, you know, one of the things is, I don't know if you read her book, Braving the Wilderness. I have not yet. Yeah. So she is um, super amazing in there. And one of the things that she talks about is like walking into the wilderness is, you know, terrifying. Um, um, you do, obviously don't know where you're going, what you're doing, and you're doing it alone. And so I'm wondering, has there mm-hmm. been a time in your life when you're like, I am stepping into this, I'm not mm-hmm. sure what I'm doing, I am feeling completely alone, but I'm going to go anyway? I feel like that happens a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. so sad to say. No, right? not I, I feel like um, there were, yeah. I would say this past summer was a big one for me, actually. Um, So I grew up, you know, in a small town, moved to Jamestown for college. We stayed there. Um, And so this summer when, you know, we're trying to finish renovations on our home, um, my husband is working crazy hours. I mean, at that point was working in Grand Forks. He was gone for days at a time. And when he was home, he was working crazy hours on the ambulance in Jamestown. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so I'm, I'm kind of alone, right? I mean, that's not how it should be. He was married. I mean, we're married. He was supportive, but, yeah, yeah. but I, I felt alone. Um, trying to take care of two kids. I'm pregnant. I'm sick, right? Mm-hmm. Like super sick. Trying to finish these renovations. And I am just scared yep. because all of a sudden we're moving. And I don't know. I, I am sure I'm not alone on this, but like moving is not something I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like it, Yep. I had I had tribe in Jamestown. Like we had a huge support network yep. between our church and our you know u- university family and my Bible study ladies. Like we were connected. My grandma was right there in town. We had people mm-hmm. who were always watching out for us, always on our team. And all of a sudden, like I'm being taken away from that network. Yep. And I think that was even more terrifying from the standpoint that I'm like a stay-at-home mom. Yes. So I really do, I need that network um, of people. And so, yeah, I would say this last summer was very much like a time of wilderness. Um, and it was a time where people didn't know, and I'm, I'm hitting very surface level here, but people didn't know um, really where I was at. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we were not public about our pregnancy at that point. Okay. You know, and I, I was really struggling with that. Yeah. Um and like, you know, there was just, there were so many emotional challenges that was coming with all that, that are so hidden, you know, like my, you know, Logan was aware of them, but that was about, and so I would say that was very much a time of wilderness where I was just like, what am I doing? Where am I going? And I did, I, I, it, like, I couldn't lean on anything else except like the word. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it was for me because I was like, I can't can't do this like I'm terrified right now like God I know you're calling us to do this I know you've asked Logan to go to law school I know we're doing what you've asked us to but why are we doing right right absolutely absolutely and just being a little unsure therein but you continued anyway yeah sorry that was probably a really long explanation but that that was definitely a huge wilderness period for me yeah no I think that's great and I'm guessing that's going to resonate with a lot of people as well for sure for sure so if you had to pick out it can be a few people but who would you say are like your biggest encouragers in life and why okay my mom Mm -hmm. for sure (laughs) always has been like she's just well I mean the, my book is dedicated to my mom and my kids. So, I mean, that just gives you, I mean, she was the one who really, I think, helped mold me into who I am today. Um, I was a very, very shy little girl. So to have gotten to this point of, you know, being able to be outspoken about things and setting and achieving goals, she was a huge part of that for me and establishing those skills in my childhood. Um, now that I'm married, my husband, uh-huh. for sure. Like, he's a huge cheerleader. In fact, it was when I started writing, I was just writing for fun. I just liked to write. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, one night, he goes, I think you need to write a book. Oh, wow. Like, you need to write this down. Mm-hmm. You know, and so he is, he is just like, I don't know, in all those moments where I'm just doing the leap of faith thing, you know, like, I'm like, there's something on my heart, I know it's there, I know I should do something about it, but it might cause a few ripples, like, he's always the one that's like, go get it, babe, like, just go do it, like, you need to just get it done, so I definitely would say my mom and my husband are, like, my two top cheerleaders, I also have a little brother that's pretty awesome, too, he's always been, like, my number one fan. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I'm really glad to hear yeah. that. So, oh my goodness. Well, shout out to all three of them for sure. Yes, yes. for sure. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, can you tell everyone um, just real quick where to find you online, you know, and where they can buy your book and all of that, that good stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So um, if you're looking for us online, few different options um, we have a website so it's just www.23 as a number 23 and um, and we've got lots of links on that page and um, we have all the information for the financial coaching that we provide event information is on that page basic financial information um, like if you're just having questions about things uh, links for all of our social media pages uh, working on putting a blog on there too so hopefully it'll be some fun stories filtering their way onto that page eventually as well uh we also have a facebook page and an instagram page and so or 
I don't know, is it an Instagram page? I don't even know. Instagram account? Yeah. Um, so both of those are 23 and debt free. Yes. yes. Um, we're very active on Facebook. Um, I just did a live actually tonight. Um, so very active on Facebook. Um, and we try to be active on Instagram as well. So you'll want to watch both those pages to um, find out the release date for our book when that is finally public. Oh, that's exciting. So, yes, yes. So that'll be really exciting if people will be able to ha- get their hands on the book soon, which will be, yeah, I don't know, great. just a dream come true. I can't quite wrap my brain around it. Oh, it's so awesome. I can't wait to see, like, what all you do with this. And, yeah, it's just really great. I'm really excited for you guys. And, um, you know, you should just be really proud, truly, of what you've been able to accomplish and where you're going because I think it's really great and it's going to help a lot of people. And and that's really awesome. So, and we're really excited about our events coming up too. So, be sure to check those out um, because many of them are completely free. Like we're not charging people for this information because we're really passionate about um, really just providing the resources and the tools for other people that we have. Right. Right. Absolutely. And yeah. I did see too that you even have childcare at one of the events. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For really the cool. Jamestown event. The Live Life Financially Free event happening in Jamestown on November 13th. Uh, Trinity Lutheran Church has graciously um, offered to host the event. Uh-huh. And then um, in offering to host it, they are also providing childcare, which is just amazing. I mean, my husband and I understand that. You know, like childcare is expensive and it's sometimes hard to find a babysitter. And so there are sometimes things we just miss out on because right. we can't. And so, yes, if people. People want to be there. We've got their kids covered. No, that's awesome. That is great. Thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your passion. And I just think truly it's going to make a huge difference for a lot of people. So thank you, Kelly. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening to Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. For all things related to this episode, please go to www.kellysisson.com backslash podcast where you can find transcript from today's show and links for today's guest. A special thank you to our producer, Joe Burkett, and our assistant, Carrie, who both helped to make this podcast possible. See you next week for another episode.